Shall we begin? We shall. Uh, it's been a while. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back, guys. <laughs> welcome back from what? Back from a brief hiatus. Was it like, how does one define a hiatus, though? Well, I think we went on hiatus and we're back. It wasn't like an official hiatus announcement. Yeah, it's a, it's a retrospective hiatus. Yeah, like we didn't specify the week that they would see us next. We I'm not, just said next I don't think week. it's a requirement of a hiatus to announce it before you go on fish hiatus. Fish announced their hiatus. Yes, I was, I was thinking of the fish hiatus as well. But didn't they go on hiatus twice? I think they've been on multiple hiati. What is the, is there a plural for hiatus? I don't know. Hiatuses? My voice went up there, um, which means that it's a good topic of conversation, which means this is another week of the, see what just happened there? I don't know how to do this thing. Why are you whispering it? Though? I don't know. Am I whispering? Anyways, uh, we're back from hiatus and that's the most important thing. Not to break from tradition, we are in a white room. We're in a very white room. With a very, very bizarre painting on the wall. This is probably the most boring room we've ever done a recording in. It's my office. Yes. yes. And I agree. Which is weird. Like, you're generally not a boring guy, but, like, there's definitely, like, this is... This is an atrocious type of place. For when I moved in the first week of my moving into this office about three years ago, I had a plan that within two months I'd have a new desk. Yes. A painted wall. Yes. And getting this godforsaken painting off the wall. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take a picture I, of this now. We're I haven't have accomplished any of those goals. Tom, can we add a, this picture? I don't even know if it's PG to share. If art. It's a famous, it is a is it? reprint of a, it is a Walmart reprint of a famous Tom, piece I'm of art. Tom, I'm texting you the art right now. So I inherited this piece of art. Uh, and when I say I inherited, from? I mean I inherited it from coming into this office. It was just here when I arrived. And uh, probably about six or so months into being here, I, I was, it was a huge mystery to me what this artwork was. I took a photo of it and with Google reverse image oh, search, wow. ended up finding out what it was. And the name escapes me now, but it is a famous piece of art that has been reprinted horribly, cropped Yeah, horribly. that really is a true, awful reprint. The color is horrible. The frame is horrible. Like, there's nothing about this reprint uh, that is good. Tom, is that PG, like, for us to share, or do we have to censor out the uh, I mean, there is a little bit of nipple, but, you know, um, it's art. Does one so need I to, to censor out a single nipple? I, I don't know. Not, not only does it have the art exception, but I think uh, you being a feminist, it would have the feminist exception yes. as well. Like, yes. one one ought not hide away from uh, from the revealing <laughs> yeah. of a yes. single nipple. It's kind of it's kind of like the uh, the Kate Winslet and Titanic kind of nipple. I wasn't going to draw that comparison, but it uh, I can see the analog right, in, in right. some capacity. There. Well, this is a, honestly off to a great start. Yes, uh, we've 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 established where we are. Yep, uh, we've probably taken more time to establish where we are. I do think that there's one or two things that we need to catch the audience up on. Well, let's catch Tom up on a few mm, things. Yeah, I please. mean, we haven't spoken to Tom. In so the what we can do actually weeks. is. As we're updating Tom, it'll update the other people, like the four people. What that, other people? Yeah. Well, Damien's listening. Shout out to... Maybe. Maybe Damien's Damien listening. Damien is for sure listening to this. I um, think he might have done us a favor and listened to one episode. No. And he, in fact, 
Uh, this is a great first update, Tom. Uh, we had some great feedback from Damien, who was certainly listening to the last episode. He was listening with his mother, Laura. Which is so shout out to uh, to Damien's mother, Laura. Thank you for for being our second listener. And shout out to Damien for um, graduating, like from his his thesis. Yes. His, uh, his uh, doctorate is is complete, and we're so proud of him. Um, and I think maybe that was connected with the road trip he was on. We uh, didn't inquire enough, actually, about the purpose of the road trip and what they were doing. Maybe we need some follow-up from Damien. I love yes, the idea of family should. listening, of, of like sitting around with the grandma and having a listen. Well, we are a family-friendly show, Tom. Exactly. I mean, it didn't start off so family-friendly, but... Well, I think we established it is family-friendly. Yes, we, we are. Like, do we have a specific rating, Tom? Like, are we... PG on the on on, you have the, to, on our feed or you have to say whether it's explicit or not. Right, I see. You have to explicitly say whether you're explicit. Yeah, so I'm not sure. You can't implicitly the say that. Over. Yeah, I don't know. So some updates, Dane. Yes, let's, let's fill Tom in. What does okay. he need to know? So, well, he's missed quite a bit. We've been to New Orleans for Collision Comp. New We've Orleans. been to Boston. We've been to Boston. We've been planning away on Fireside. Is that really all? I feel like we were somewhere else. Where? Thornhill. We were up in Thornhill, <laughs> which you have to bring your passport we're to. We're in Thornhill right now. Um, no, we're we, not. Where are we? Toronto. Are we? Like, you people that live young, uh, south of Bloor. You just, people. Yeah, you, you people. people. Yeah. Oh, I don't know like, about that. You know, it's unbelievable. You're in the city of Toronto, okay? Finch Avenue is in Toronto. Is this is Steel? Get off the, your where, goddamn where, high horse. Where is like where Steels. is? is Can the we northern... agree that this is very north, whether it's Thornhill or not? Yes, but there was a process called amalgamation. Okay, where North York became part of the city of Toronto. Okay, this happened. Was this the mega city under? This uh, was the mega city Mel under Asman. Mel Asman. Yes. It's like Tom, the snobbery of these uh, of these folks that live south of, of Bloor is just unbelievable. I wonder if I'm t- technically south of Bloor as well. <laughs> so um, yeah, so we've been traveling uh, to get that back on the rails. How was how was New Orleans? How did you find that? I I loved it. You know, you are the same distance from the microphone. Yeah, but I'm not I am, talking. Right? I was this way. So you're bowing back and forth I'm, as you talk. Well, like as I as I'm like actively speaking i'm right the up only again. person whose audio levels we've had any criticism on is tom's that so is true for you to wave me in that is true i did do a wave in was it a premature wave in i think like, it was a premature wave in okay you know what continue you do your thing tom did you hear the point about your audio levels no i that's that's news to me yes it was news to us as well actually from and I apologize in advance, uh, Damien for Damien as well, right? yeah, for taking the the mask off there. And, Our one and listener you. is uh, is 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 um, really providing us all the feedback we need. Let me find. I got to find that text. Too um, too I'm loud. Read it to you, Sean. No, I think you were too low. Right. But that makes sense, Tom, because you like you like playing the supportive role. I know you well enough, so you, I know you that you probably reduced your volume. Um. But if anything, you should be louder than all of us. Like I like when the producer interjects with um, with uh, with some fine commentary. I think it's because this this mic um, sounds a lot closer uh, in the mix. Well, um, you are way physically closer, right? So, so I'm wary that um, yeah, that, that when I speak, it just kind of right in your face. And so maybe I've been right. I'll just read it directly to you in in complete context. Um, so unrelated. 
He says, I'm in the car with my mom heading upstate on our second attempt because yesterday we hit a storm and we're finishing the Jiffy Pop episode and wanted to let you know about the podcast I just sent your way. It's good to know where popcorn comes from. By the way, my mom was laughing at you guys yesterday. No, laughing at you, not with yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and um, I'll take it. There's something, there's something a bit odd about uh, about just reading his verbatim text because he sent it to us. I imagine with some idea of privacy. Did he? I don't know. Like whatever. I, I guess most texts you one would consider a private, but the second, what's the rule in well, like confidentiality? But you're when not. Yes, but we're not talking from a legal perspective. Like he's not sending this thinking that it's then going to be read on a podcast. So but, what you should do is text him right now while we're on air. Nah, he'll find out when okay. he listens. Okay. And then he says, "You see oh, that? He's your rule breaker, right? Yeah." Says also, I'm not sure if you have heard. Uh, have heard this, but Tom's levels are a little low, and you can't always hear what he's saying compared to you guys. Ironically, he's the one doing the sound. Now, my Did, thought wait, was maybe so Damien said ironically yes. he's the one doing the sound, but maybe it's just the British accent. It could be the accent lost in translation. It could certainly be the accent. Um, yeah, that's that's a good one. But um, you know, well, well, you know, I think I think it's going to sound great this episode. Um, okay. I think we started that's, talking that's about New Orleans. That's a dollar in the tip jar, buddy. That is a dollar in the tip jar. We started talking about New Orleans, which was amazing. <laughs> I think Is I'm that gonna... not the worst thing someone can do to you <laughs> right, while you're talking? Right, right. You know what you look like? I'm going to take a picture. Of, I don't want a picture. I'm going to take a picture because for once, this is the first time I've ever seen you in a suit at the office. And you look like Jerry Maguire in uh, Show Me the Money right now. It'd be yeah. weird if I looked like Jerry Maguire in another... Right. Unrelated yes. movie yes. that he so was in. Like Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. Uh, that was that's a big. A, um, that's another that's dollar another in the dollar. tip jar. So we were in New Orleans for Collision, which was amazing. Uh, that city is incredible. We ate like champions. We Tom, met. have you been to New Orleans? No, I've always wanted to go just to check out some live music. So it's it's funny. Frenchman Street, where a lot of the live music is, is incredible, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. You go from bar to bar. And the level and quality of music is just outstanding. And and then, of course, there's Bourbon Street, which is where the vast majority of the debauchery and, and Mardi Gras events take place. And uh, I really felt no particular connection or affinity to Bourbon Street, uh, despite it being one of the key draws for tourism and an area where even when we were there for the conference, people were spending quite a lot of time. But uh, Frenchman Street had an incredible amount of culture and so much to offer. And we less ate our food, faces though, off. I should say, on Frenchman yes, less Street. food. Less food. Oh, we got to tell Tom about the pizza. Oh yeah. So there were two great. I would say that the the top food choices that we took on one was a pizza place on Bourbon Street. That was probably very touristy. Who knows? But they had – how would you describe that slice of pie? The pizza pie? Yeah. So we go into this pizza place and they have a slice that was a bit intriguing but to be honest didn't look too we good. We saw it one night, right? Yeah. And then we went back for it. it. Was, so it was called the hamburger and it's not as though I've never seen a slice of pizza with ground beef on right. it. That's quite, I think quite commonplace. I've never ordered it but I, I've seen it. Uh, but it had pickles on it as well. And that I've never seen. That was certainly a bit intriguing. 
So the the gentleman that was eating it said this was the best slice of pizza he'd ever had, uh, which of course piqued our interest further. So the next night we ordered it, we each had a slice, and there was more to it than I had even realized after talking to this gentleman and seeing that there was ground beef and pickles. When you bite into this slice of pizza, your mouth will be entirely fooled into thinking it is eating a Big Mac, effectively. The base sauce of it, which we didn't know the night before, is not your traditional tomato sauce. It was- Like a Big Mac sauce. Effectively tasted exactly like Big Mac sauce. And around the rim of it, so so just at the end of the pizza, but uh, right prior to the crust area, so like an inset, was not pizza sauce, but some sort of a ketchup-y tasting right. sauce. So it was like the fry portion, right? You had the crust, which oh, was like yeah. fries dipped in ketchup yes. that you got to when you finished because the Big Mac. Because everyone knows that there's no ketchup on a Big Mac. Right, right. of course. So this was, I've never had an experience right. quite like this. Do we feel like... It was a, it was a great food experience. Do we feel somewhat ashamed that one of our greatest food things we ate there was a slice of hamburger pizza on Bourbon Street? I will never feel ashamed. Yeah, I will never feel ashamed about we enjoying. Did, we did get to food. eat uh, what was it called? Willie Mays Hayes Hayes. No, Freddy, just Willie Mays. Willie Mays. Just Scotch Willie Mays. House, Willie Mays Scotch House. Yeah. Unbelievable fried chicken. We ate at one of Emerald's restaurants. Where else did we eat? Oh, of course, when we went to Crystal's late nights. and Oh, we, that was great, too. We, uh, we handed out burgers. So these little sliders, kind of like White Castle. We went in two nights in a row and bought a crate of, what was it, 40 or 50 sliders? Yes. And and kind of just walked around New Orleans uh, giving out burgers to Stephen was to like the burger hero at 3 in the morning. Um, can you tell me a little bit about Collision Conf, oh, sure. so you mean you don't want us to keep going on about all the food that we ate? Well, no, it's all good, but and you can kind of intersperse. I don't mind. I just, I'd, I'm interested to hear about the actual conference. Well, there's big news that came out of the conference. There's big news that Collision is actually moving to Toronto, which is amazing. Um, so Collision, I think, is billed as the as North America's largest technology conference, um, fastest growing, fastest I growing. It's probably up there too in, in terms of size. I think Web Summit well. is the largest, right? And I think Collision they market. So, so Web Summit strong. is the company that puts on Collision. It puts on um, Rise Conference, a few other conferences, MoneyConf, MoneyConf um, around the world, uh, and this is their preeminent North American event. So Collision started, I believe, in Vegas. They did a first year or two, maybe, and then moved to they moved to New Orleans, and now they're moving to Toronto. New Orleans uh, is a great city for it, but Toronto, I mean, we're so, so, so excited to welcome them here. Obviously, Toronto has an amazing technology culture, an amazing culture in general, uh, great nightlife, all of the things that I think will make it uh, very attractive. And, you know, from a pure fireside standpoint, people have asked us, is that good for fireside? And we said, this is the best news we could ever really get. We have an amazing entity in Web Summit uh, working their butts off to, to make the event a success. Uh, we have people like Sunil Sharma and the Techstars team and others that are helping that move to Toronto. And what it really does is put Toronto more on the map as, as an it's amazing... It's going to bring 25,000 people right. from our community right. to Toronto, right. which is just fantastic. 
and selfishly, obviously, it sucks that we can't travel for the show because it's fun to go to New Orleans and, and go other places. But now we get to host. Exactly. Now we get to host. And that's that's great. So it's it's fantastic news for the city, for the country, uh, and obviously for Fireside as well. Uh, th- that'll be great. Just finding some, some yeah, great Yeah, they even people. had our prime minister involved in the announcement. They did. Uh, making that official announcement. And it was great to see that. Justin Trudeau. You know, up on stage, at least on a, on a video conference, uh, announcing that. So that was great. And then Boston. Yeah. And then we headed over to Boston. We were there just for a night. We were hosting a dinner with uh, some friends, some people in the Fireside family, some new faces, new friends that we were meeting. And it was a, a really great group of people. Like there really is an, uh, an incredible power bringing people together to break bread together and just share a, a little bit about the journey that we're all on because there's so many parallels when it comes to business entrepreneurship the startup world investing um we're there there's just so much overlap with the experience generally right so that was that was nice and we had some good bisque we had some good bisque and a slice of regina's pizza yeah so a huge a huge a huge shout out to our friend uh, Matt Bellotti from Drift. Drift is an amazing company for, for Tom, are you familiar with Drift? No, I'm not. No. It's you know, if you go onto the Fireside site, you'll see a uh, little chat bubble that pops up saying, you know, hey, I'm one of the co-founders of Fireside, can I help? So that's powered by a company called Drift. Uh, and okay, yes, yeah. We've been working with them really since the beginning. Um, and Matt Bellotti is one of our most amazing friends uh, of Fireside and just has become a very close friend of ours. He's been with Drift really since the beginning uh, and we're so excited to to call him a friend and whenever we're in Boston we always uh, we always want to hang out with him and he helped us find the best entrepreneurs and founders and, and investors to join us uh, for dinner last week. So huge shout out to you Matt. Thank you so much. Oh, I do have a fun anecdote. Maybe okay. it's not a fun anecdote. Tell me. Oysters. That was one thing we left out of our of our New Orleans discussion. The size of those oysters in New I've Orleans. Never I've never in my seen life. something like that. So Dan says to me, let's go grab, or maybe it was me who said, let's go, go to the bar before dinner and grab some oysters. We sit down. This is a very odd thing that happened. Um, our hotel uh, had a bar and a restaurant in it, and we sat down to grab some oysters before dinner. And Dan gave me a look when I said we should get a half dozen and said, you can't sit down here and get a half dozen. you got to get a dozen. So a dozen oysters come and it turns out that Dan really only wanted one or two or at least that was all of which he could take down. No, I, I wanted half a dozen PEI size right. oysters. Right. Like you but can eat came, those like chips. What came were like uh, – like, Sasquatch size. They were the size of my fist. <laughs> right, gargantuan. Like I've never seen an oyster this size. Like before. they had their own oysters. Yeah, they were so big. So I basically it started becoming very awkward because the bartender slash chef was asking for tips along the the bar and getting mad at patrons that weren't fully tipping. Uh, and I thought that that was but a little al- bit. But also, like, super nice. He was super nice we guy. Were going through the oysters, and he kept on chucking more yeah. to fill so, up the so dozen. Not only was I tasked with finishing the dozen, but he was also adding more oysters, I, I assume, for free onto the platter. But at the same time, 
he was doing this thing where he was expressing to Stephen his dissatisfaction in the level of tips he had been receiving from previous patrons to sort of passively put in the idea in Stephen's head that a, a, a nice tip has to be left. Which I should say is a very North American thing because, Tom, I remember your first time in Canada. I think we'd gone out for dinner and I, I just think you didn't tip. And I think I only found that out after realizing, like, that there was a custom that was very different here with respect to... But even now that he knows, he still doesn't Right, yes, yes, yes. No, no, if it... I mean, if we're talking (laughs) drinks, then yeah. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I would always tip for food, but no, not... Maybe it was drinks. I don't even remember what it was. I still don't... Anyway, whatever. Um, They should just pay their employees more. (laughs) Right, right, right. So uh, the food comes, we eat it. Dan, uh, I forget where he went, but I was I was settling up the bill, and I had a, had a beer with with the classic officers. move. I, I always right. leave the table, and then you just, right before the bill. Exactly, comes. it's a classic. Yeah. Uh, so the guy got a little bit confused. There was another bartender there. I don't quite remember exactly what had happened, but they gave me the bill for my beer, uh, and then I said, "Okay, I also need the bill for my oysters." And he said, "Oh, don't worry about it. Just tip the guy." So I felt like this very weird moment where I don't know if there was some underhanded oyster collusion going on where maybe I was, uh, and I, I hope I'm not outing this guy, right, for, for, for providing us free oysters. But essentially the oysters ended up all being free. I gave the guy a very good tip, paid for my beer, and we were off to dinner. Like it could be their shtick, but it would be a bit of a weird shtick. Yeah, like the shtick is let's get you to order a beer and we have so many oysters that are like we'll never serve this many that we're just going to give these to well, you for free. So in in the end, what started off with the the uh, oyster chucker lev- leveling his dissatisfaction in the lack of tips ended with about 14 or 16 free oysters, but then a very large tip yeah. to him. Right. How many um, did you eat, though? So you, you just had kind of two down and so there. I probably I ate two. I probably ate uh, 10 ate, oysters. Oh, yeah. 10 to 11 You may oysters. have had a dozen. I might have had a dozen. Which, again, is fine on like a PEI-type oyster. But these were these were essentially like eating footballs. Yeah. <laughs> right. They were, they were large. They were large. They were genetically engineered oysters. Well, like, I don't want to draw a connection to, like, the tragedy, like, in the, the BP oil spill and all that stuff that happened in Louisiana in, like, two, what was that, the mid-2003, 2004? You think there's, like, some Spider-Man thing going yeah, on Yeah, like, here. there could have been, like, like these oil-spurred huge Radioactive oysters. oysters. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if that had an impact uh, on the size of the oysters. I'm going to suggest not. I'm not here to, like, create conspiracy theories. Yeah, but you're doing that thing where it's like, I'm not suggesting. Right. I'm just asking questions. Like, just a passively aggressive, passive aggressive. Might just be passive, passive. Passive aggressively. That would be the word, but I think you're just being passive. Right. So Steve Pulver becomes Oyster Man. <laughs> I become Oyster Man. Become I oyster can handle man. that. And just basically grow a massive shell around yourself and sleep. That's that's That sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, what else? So, what else we got? So, uh, tell me about this Andrew Warner podcast connection. Andrew Warner oh, podcast. Yeah. connection. That was from last time. We never got to it last time. That was from last time. Yeah. And I think that that I'm trying to think had something to do with Andrew Warner. Yes. From Mixergy, one of our faves. Uh, what was the podcast, Tom? That you got me to listen to, the daily podcast, uh, Keith. Keith oh, and the Girl. Keith, yeah, Keith and the Girl, yeah. 
Keith and the girl. Oh, right. So I think we this wanted is to reveal sense, right? this to Tom. Yes. Yeah. So Andrew Warner's sister. Yeah. Is this correct? Yes. Sister. Yeah. Is the girl and Keith and the girl. Well, he's Hemda. Hemda yeah, is did, his did, sister. Did you know that? I did not know that. Is that not mind blowing? That's mind blowing. I listened to that podcast most days. I was listening to it just before I spoke to you guys today. Yeah. She's. Yeah. Well, they're both hilarious. Wow. Yeah. So what a small podcast hilarious royalty. world because. Yeah. I, I don't think you found that out through. I think we found that out through. Was it Andrew or was it Justin? I don't remember. It may have even come up just in a Wikipedia read right, or, right. or something. We, we were we were looking for something else, and for whatever reason, this came up basically unexpectedly out of nowhere. And uh, and then I told Stephen because I hadn't heard of Keith and the girl, and he and Stephen said that's hilarious because it's one of Tom's favorite podcasts that he listens to daily, and he's actually told me about this. So it's quite unexpected to me, but he thought you would get a kick out of us yeah. revealing this to you. Wow! <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome because she's she's always she's just referred to as the girl or Hemda, but you never actually hear her last name. I mean, I think she's married anyway, but still, uh, that's uh, that's wild, wild. Yeah, it's quite funny, and uh, and just to to turn to another direction, Stephen, I'm not quite sure. Uh, what oh. the subject of Paul Larsh is going to be, but now, now I see a big smile on your face. So, okay, so what I wanted to say quickly was was the reason you brought up the Andrew Warner podcast connection was because you you were convinced that I wouldn't remember why I had written that on the list. So, uh, no, you you uh, certainly like to go to your conspiracies right. very All quickly. Right. Yes, the reason that I turned to Andrew Warner and the podcast connection is because in our notes of what we're going to talk about on it the was podcast, the first one on the it's list. number one. Okay. So, so there's a simple answer to right. your your vast conspiracy. So, so okay, hear that. <clears throat> and I see Paul Arsh in the fact, second one. And in fact, you are the one that put that in the That's to right. talk about That's list. That's right. So, so uh, I have Paul Arsh here as the second one. And I'm worried that we actually spoke about this briefly on a previous episode. Well, no okay. one's listened anyways. So. Yeah, it's true. So so Paul Arsh is one of our great attendees coming from, uh, from Barrie. So as part of our application process, when we, we talk to people following their application, I called Paul and he said, hey, I'm down south of Florida. I'll, I'll call you back in a few minutes. So, so he called me and he said, oh, that's awesome. Who are you down uh, in Florida with? And he said, I'm down with, with a few people actually from Barrie, uh, including uh, Mayor Lehman, Jeff Lehman, who's an amazing guy. Chris Adams, I believe, was on the trip. And there were a few people. Uh, and it just so happens that they're part of the same band. Uh, and I... You'll have to excuse me, Paul, if you are listening, that I might not remember specifically what instrument you play. But I do believe that uh, that most of the band, uh, the, uh, the Jeff Lehman, do we do they have a name? The Jeff Lehman Trio. I think you just made that up. I totally made it up. I think they do have a name uh, and we'll figure that out and add it to the show the notes. The Funky Berries. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, I like that a lot. If you had to give their band a name, what would it the be? The Funky Berries is pretty good. That was my name, though. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. I'll probably go back. Oh, then. speaking of music, though, when well, we like, were in New I Orleans. Well, can I not finish my thought? Or no. Are you, you're I, just going to just I just have, I have a tangent here. When we it's were fine. in New Orleans, Jazz Fest was going on. Yes. And this wasn't officially part of Jazz Fest, but we, uh, on a whim, yes. went and saw uh, Medeski, John Medeski from Medeski Martin and Wood, perform a show and the show, what was, this was another part of the amazing thing about New Orleans is New Orleans was the show started 
at 2.30 in the morning. It really didn't start until 3. Right. The time we were like in there. Yeah. And we didn't stay the whole time. But We stayed I, like 45 minutes and then got I pizza, think they played till like 6 in the morning. Yeah. The show literally did. They did not let people into the venue until 2.30. Wow. Yeah, so that was, but that was pretty cool. You would have, uh, have you listened to any of his stuff, Tom? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little, definitely. Um, certainly in my more formative years, I think, yeah. He's, he's pretty awesome. There was a sax player uh, who I thought kind of overshadowed a little bit, not necessarily in talent, <laughs> but just in... Number of notes. Exactly, like he played a lot of notes. Steven, Steven likes to track notes and make sure everyone's uh, sort of on par. No, I wanted, to hear, I wanted to hear more keys. That's, right. that's what I'm saying. So where was it? What was the reason you interjected me, interjected and rudely cut me off? I, I don't know, but now I have another funny story. So, but anyways, all I wanted to say was that we're so excited to have that band up to Fireside. The Funky Berries. The Funky Berries. Uh, and I'm also excited because there's, their no, new name. there's no keyboard player, I think, with those guys. So as long as we've right, got so that that's, clear. Right, <laughs> so that's you. Oh, we have one, one, one thing to announce to Tom. Tom, we're, uh, we have a new gig for you up at Fireside. We do? I think you should be telling him. I don't even know what the gig is. How can I tell him? As it involves your family. Oh, yeah. Okay. So This is official announcement to the world. Yeah. So, Tom, last year, uh, you you did the great honors of playing on stage with my father when he jumped on stage to sing. Was it Sweet Caroline? How Sweet It Is. How Sweet It Is. Right. Classic. And uh, and that was... uh, really a special moment for me and I hope everyone enjoyed it and uh, my dad can't make it for the Saturday night this year because he's working but he's going to come up I think Thursday and Friday and his specialty is actually Sinatra okay and uh, and his specialty is in his in his uh, glory days was doing Sinatra during dinner like when his band would be performing at weddings or events, he would also do a crooner. He was he a crooner. Would, he was right? a crooner. So we are thinking of sort of surprising uh, everyone during one dinner. Well, and it's still going to be surprised because no one's listening. No one's listening. So we're thinking during one dinner, having him croon a couple songs, and I think it would be great to have you accompany him. Okay. Yeah. What are what could you do a little? Uh, fly me to the moon. Yeah, we'll find something interesting to do. Yeah, that's great. Great, I'm excited. Rick's going to be excited. It's episode ten, and to and to celebrate it, we have our first ad, our, first, our first official, official sponsor, sponsor ad. Which it to me, it doesn't quite feel like a sponsor or an ad, which is what I'm so excited about because this is a company that has supported us at Fireside literally from the get-go when we were nothing and like 60-odd people or whatever. We went to them and said, uh, here's what we're doing. It's for the community. Uh, It's an amazing group of people in technology and in business and entrepreneurship. Is there a way for you to support us? And they said yes, like basically without hesitation, which is incredible. And they've been with us ever since. And that's Hover.com. And if you don't know Hover.com, they are uh, the place to get your domain name. So for them, their passion is really all about helping you as an individual or a business build your online brand and recognize that today, building that online brand has never been more important. 
and it's or a, easy, I should say, or easy, right? And it's a way for you, as the individual or as the company, whatever you're doing, to show the online community who you are, what you're passionate about, and uh, I couldn't agree more that that in their minds, your online identity begins with your domain name. Like you and I, whenever we're, we come up with a new idea, whatever well, it's it is, a problem we have. what we do we just, do? We just go and buy more domain we, names. We buy like, it's and not just one, but we buy like every variation of it. Right, and that was the joke in the Jonathan Mann song so it all, two years it ago, all right? So it all ties in, which is Jonathan Mann, who did our Fireside song, the, one of the bridge portions of it was all about him also getting in trouble from his wife for buying too many right. domain names, and, yes. which is a problem that we have. And that was our tie back to Hover too, right? Right. right. So, so uh, if you are uh, an entrepreneur, maybe you already have your domain name, maybe you're, uh, you're, you want to get your brand out there as an individual or a company and you need to start with something, you gotta start with your domain name and I can't think of a place better to go to for that than Hover. Before Hover, I used to get my domain names from some of the other guys and I can think of one in particular that I also did hosting with and uh, one thing I hated about some of the other guys was that they were always trying to upsell you. Right. Like to go from purchasing to the cart experience next thing you know you bought a mug because like things are pre-selected right. yeah you like you gotta you get bought, your brand you, on a mug right it reminds me of like when you're booking a hotel and there's yes. like 90 insurance options right. and then also the car and the hotel with it and and your flight and it's all i'd like just to one day just click yes to all those things and, and just see the what it is like five thousand right. dollars you end up with a private jet right Right, and it's like it's not only do they not upsell you, but this the stuff you get included with it is incredible. So like domain name privacy, comes, it just comes with it. Like you're buying your domain, you don't need the whole world to know who you are, how to contact you, where you live, and so automatically domain privacy. So uh, that's one of the things that we love about Hover. It's super easy. They have a really clean user interface. If you're starting something and you're a bit intimidated about the whole path and journey that you're on, the greatest way to start on the right step is by going to hover.com. So I, I have, I know that we have a few things that we might not be able to get to, but this does, uh, this does lead me though to one important one that is already on our list. Yes. One relevant one. Cause there was one I wanted to ask you about and I'm hoping whatever you're going to ask about mention is the one that I was most curious about. Well, are you most curious about the last one? Well, yeah, we we have all these for as many episodes. I'm most just, curious about the most relevant one. Okay, can I just ask you a quick question? Yes. And then we'll do the last one. Who wrote Adam Cap Lamb Left Foot Follow-Up? Oh, so uh, that's the one that you're most interested in? I just in? don't know what that means. So I just want to know what that means. What is so I think Adam we, Cap Lamb Left Foot Follow-Up? So I'll tell you exactly what it means. We, a few episodes ago, talked about skiing and right. the charity component where yes. you're going to drop a ski and go around... Uh, the island and we're going to raise money for charity and we had some follow-up we were going to ask adam yes remember we had this whole controversy oh, about the left about foot, right left foot, foot yeah, dominance, yeah. right foot dominance yeah. and i think you were to get adam's input or we may have just called out in the podcast to get his input and i think we may have even gotten an email from okay him. so so uh, yeah i had no idea what that was all about well it all let me see adam kaplan i think the email was for something else it was so, Adam, we still haven't heard back from you, which uh, means maybe we're down to one listener. 
So, so I, now this all kind of ties together, though, because there, there's the issue about your argument trickery. Yes. But I think I want to save that for next week. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I, I want to end with with something that relates to the ad and and uh, brings Tom back into the conversation, which was Tom when we did Adam Kaplan's ad from a few weeks ago. I, I think we had even discussed it. And I'm quite surprised that you, being the musical genius that you are, didn't take the opportunity to do like a little jingle to indicate that it was an ad read. Because I think we had even talked about it in the episode. You know how like ATP will do like a ding or or some of them will do a jingle to let you know that we're now talking about an ad rather than like the... So we need uh, a jingle. Yeah, I think I think need a jingle. Maybe I missed the fact that it was an ad. I'm not even sure I realized that. Well, uh, Adam was our what first. Is, our, he got a free. We ad. have high-paying sponsors. Uh, now we need to make sure that we're we're you know getting getting good ad music in there. Well, the funny thing is, like, so I don't even know that I necessarily agree with the idea that you need some special music underlying an ad. Like, I think like we Dima have a musician it. producer. That's the, th- that's, right? that's like, the thing. Like, I'm literally suggesting it not because I feel an obligation right. to the audience to say to them, hey, this is an ad read. Right. But literally because it would be fun to have Tom come up with right. a jingle yeah, I, I think, for the purposes of I think a little jingle could be, could be real fun. So maybe it's possible, Tom, that if you think of a nice jingle that we should reinsert Adam's, Adam's ad into... Well, no, but we have an ad now. Why would we need to reinsert Adam's ad? Just to give him the... Just you know, the audience doesn't want to listen to all these ads. What happened in that episode Another was... Episode so the episode before, we said whoever is the first person to respond to us by email to prove that they're listening will be the official sponsor of the next episode. And the next episode, I put the burden on Stephen to do the ad, but it sort of didn't really materialize. And then I took over... And did kind of mockingly, but with a, a bit of a serious tone because we owed it to Adam. I did an ad read on his behalf. And it did, in at least in my view, it did materialize into a proper ad. I had, I, I had no it, idea that was supposed to be an ad whatsoever. Because there was no music indicating that it's an ad. Right. But surely, <laughs> as a person who's producing it, I should know that it's an ad to be able to put the yes, music there, in. Yes, there's certainly a bit of a chicken and egg problem yes. there. Yeah, I'll just rustle something up, guys. Just give me a couple of days. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Is it ready yet? Yeah. That's, that's all I got. I think I felt the best today of, of all of our podcast recordings. I don't know if... Yeah, if I, it, I feel good and energized and maybe the, the hiatus, the hi, the hiatai that we have been on. And like, I don't know why, like, I guess I don't use Skype all that often, but, and I also FaceTime is horrible, but in my mind, I have this feeling that like talking to Tom on Skype, there'd be lag and it wouldn't be great. Right, and it's whatever. great. But it's literally like you're sitting here. Right. Well, the time that Mazov came over, maybe in, I forget when it was, when we had you up on the screen in my living room. And he was like God sitting like on the But then we tried yeah, to, we tried like to play some music together and it was all out of sync. We couldn't line it up. Yeah. That's right. Great. So maybe we are at the point where we can't quite jam together over Skype, but we could have Tom uh, with us right. on the video screen and, and uh, that might make a nice little difference. Right. So I think that's it for this week. That's it. And we, we have some more to talk about that we didn't get to, but uh, that's a lot for today. And 
next week, I think I really want to get into some updates about Fireside. Me like, too. there's a lot going on. There's so many things, Tom, that we want to update you on. And the one other person that's listening, Damien and Laura, if you're if you're still with us, uh, listening as well. Thank you. And we we will uh, hopefully be back next week, not on another hiatus. All right. Thanks to Hover.com and the rest. And we'll see you next week.